and welcome to the Enchantress Society with Tia Johnson, a place where you get to be you, where you get to unlock your magic in a sacred and judgment-free zone. The Enchantress Society is your witchy sisterhood of enchanting women who guides and supports you along your spiritual journey from the mundane to the magical. I invite you to sit for a spell as I interview guests and spill the spiritual tea on how we can create the magical life we deserve. Hello, 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 Enchantresses. We have an amazing guest on the show today who I cannot wait to introduce you to because we're going to get into some things about business and witchcraft. It's going to be good. So we have Miss Jenna Caprice and she, hello, hello, (laughs) and she started her business in August of 2013. So her bio goes, owned and operated by Jenna as a solitary practitioner, the White Witch Parlor was officially launched in August of 2013. After being guided by the divine and her guides, she set forth on a magical journey to her true calling in life. A line of products were soon created, and one thing led to the next. Drawing inspiration from her connection and love for the old-fashioned Victorian apothecary style. Ooh, I like it. (laughs) In this lifetime, Jenna has made the decision to dedicate her life to aiding others in their awakening to a higher consciousness and showing them the magic that exists within them. Through the art and science of witchcraft, Jenna creates handmade potions, bath, body products, incense, candles, ritual kits, and more. You can visit her at whitewitchparlor.com, which I will put in the description of this episode. Jenna, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super honored to be on your show, and I love your energy, so I think it's going to be good. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. I'm happy to have you here as we were talking before I hit the infamous record button (laughs) (laughs) i purchased several of your products in the past and you know now that i'm remember oh you're most welcome now that i remember some of them made an appearance in my reels i purchased um this was uh one of the the sawin um oh yeah boxes and it came with (laughs) yes and it came with um the globe uh oh gosh what was the crystal i can't remember now was it tourmaline or I forget what it was, but it came um, with um, obsidian. Obsidian, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. And I love that. And it had a little altar. Oh yes, yes, it was so good. <laughs> so I, it was just Yay. like in so many of my videos. <laughs> Aww, I love it. That's awesome. Yes, yes. So I definitely want to, you know, get to how how did you come to this, you know, point in your business? Because there are a lot of, and you know. As I was saying earlier, you've been around for quite some time. You know, I know you started business in 2013, but I know a lot of things happened before then. I've seen, yeah, a, yeah and I'm, I'm seeing a change in um, the witch community and entrepreneurship where people are asking, where do I start? How do I do this? Where do I do that? So, oh, yeah, it's definitely grown a lot, especially over mm-hmm. the past five years. I feel I've seen it just take off. And For me, I embrace it. I see it as community over, you know, comparing or, um, you know, competition. I don't see it like that. Um, I've never actually Mm -hmm. seen it like that. 
because we all draw inspiration from each other. Um, right. So it's really just this, it's like rapidly taking off. And really, when you look at the big picture of it, it's just everyone starting to go within and learning about themselves and the power that is actually in themselves and the power of their mind and their thoughts and intentions. And, you know, we do have things like shows and movies that do kind of propel those things and help people kind of get intrigued or interested into that, you know? Um, and I don't think it's bad. I think it's a great thing because everyone's kind of finding their own path, whether it is starting through, you know, darkness or light or however you want to look at it. Um, I know I kind of preach a lot about love and light, but I also embrace the dark side because for me personally, a lot of who I am now and how I became to the person I am now is from my own darkness. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm always kind of embracing that. And even still, I go through like moments, you know, I might have a week where I'm just in it, (laughs) like I'm in the winter. But I'm at this point now where I'm so aware of it that I have learned to transmute that into something powerful and uplifting at the end of it. So it's like when I'm going through those moments of darkness, I know that it's going to literally slingshot me to something even greater. So I I don't let it like um, kind of beat me down anymore. Like in the past, like maybe 10, 15 years ago, I used to just be in it for (laughs) being a funk forever. And I'm like, when am I going to shake this? You know, now I'm like, okay, I'm going through it. I need to go through it. And then sure enough, like eventually you just snap out of it and you're, you have like this greater awareness of who you are and why you are the way you are. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I definitely love that people are embracing that now and they're kind of really like just dabbling in all these things and learning about themselves and where they came from, who they are, you know, how we can all work together to change things. So yeah, definitely in the whole community of like witchery, spiritualism, I mean, all of it, you know, meditation, yoga, just all of it. It has grown a lot and I Mm -hmm. love seeing it, you know, and even people who have religious backgrounds, even in my own family, um, they have kind of embraced that more. They're like, oh yeah, the power of intention, the the law of attraction. Um, And it's kind of weird to hear them even talk about this stuff (laughs) when 10 years Mm -hmm. ago, I was trying to tell them, Hey, Hey, watch your words. You know, like it, it works, you know, however you think and talk, it's going to manifest in your life. And they're like, Oh, you know, that's hogwash. And here we have it like 10 years later, everyone's kind of jumping on that bandwagon, which again, I think it's a good thing. So (laughs) yeah, that's my long answer. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's okay. It's, it's a good one because, uh, what I heard in, in many ways was transitioning, mm-hmm. you know, yes. expanding. Cause I, I also started off with a lot of love and light, but it was always this calling in the background, oh, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, go further, go deeper. I didn't know that yes. it was, you know, that dark feminine, you know, energy, but yes. it's definitely an expansion. And even with, as you were saying, uh, your, your relatives who are on a different path, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's the it's like what what's the word synonyms you know it's like the mm-hmm. same thing you know they're you know same yeah. meaning different words like you say intentions I say manifesting you know and yes sometimes it's a slight difference like an empath and a clear sentient same mm-hmm. different yeah you know yeah yeah so I'm glad that we you experience said that. it differently yeah so it's just like you know my my grandma grew up strict catholic she sits there, prays to all the saints and angels over candles. And I'm like, how is that mm-hmm. any different from what I'm doing? I'm doing the same exact thing. You right. call it one thing. 
you know, and I call it another thing. And, you know, initially they were like, oh, that's evil, Miha, don't do that. <laughs> and now <laughs> yeah. they're like, they totally embrace what I do. They think it's amazing. They find it like mind boggling that I'm still in business all these years later. <laughs> so, and I, I kind of do too, but I've grown into <laughs> it. So it's not like I just propelled, you know, into where I'm at. Like, I think I'm at eight years now. So it's like, it took time, you know, every year was like another stepping stone, like more growth, more mm-hmm. growth. Um, yeah, it just basically kept, I kept building upon what I had already established a foundation on. So. Right. And I, I love that you said that, you know, you, you, you grew into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that people need to remember is even if you are looking to get that promotion and you get it, you still have to grow into it doesn't mean that you aren't capable of doing it. It's just that it, it's a new level. And now you have to, you know, get your footing together because you work so hard oh, to yeah. get to that point. Oh, yeah, it's definitely a new vibrational power that you have to step into. And so, you know, some people, they focus on the manifestation. Like I literally had a friend, a conversation with a friend like a week ago and, you know, he wanted to be a multimillionaire and I'm like, well, you can get there, but why not focus first on just attracting a random extra thousand bucks a month? And Mm. he shifted his mindset over like a week. He kept kind of going on the whole, I want to be a multimillionaire, shifted his mindset to like, okay, let me just attract like 600 to a thousand or more this month. And what happened literally a week later, he got like a magical uh, kickback from his college for a thousand nice. something dollars. And he was like, I was like shocked because it was just in his bank account. And I'm like, see, because you can believe a thousand dollars extra. Mm-hmm. It's harder for you to believe multi-millions or even a million or even a hundred thousand. How do you jump from, you know, a to Z, you have to do the steps, right? And that's for mm-hmm. pretty much anything um, in manifestation, self-healing, uh, you know, building a business, whether it's spiritual or not, you cannot just assume something that your mind can't technically grasp, you know? Right. So, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it is one. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like building blocks because we can, I, I just think about uh, like a, as a kid, I want a mm-hmm. trillion bajillion dollars, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> and it's like, I don't know what that means, but I know it's a lot of money and I'm going to buy all the toys right. and all these things, you know, so it's like a concept, but a thousand dollars feels more real. It's like, yeah, I know I can get the million if I just work hard, but the thousand dollars exactly. feels so real. Like, oh, I can get that yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So yeah, it's a lot of just the building on top of it and and the journey and like enjoying that journey and like all the growth and, you know, going back to, you know, how you're evolving, like there's stuff that I started making at the beginning uh, in 2013 that I totally don't make at all and have no interest on making when when I was making it at the time, though, I thought, oh, I'm going to make this forever. And, you know, after like, even if it like sold well, which wasn't my intention for it to like sell well, it was just making stuff that made me happy. And then that made other people happy. That was always like my kind of baseline goal is to stay kind of humble about it. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. And, you know, after like a couple of years, I would lose interest in making a certain product or like a intentional item that I was like, I'm not going to make this anymore. I'm going to phase it out. You know, I'll make one more batch and then like, let it sit on the back burner. And then if I feel re-inspired to make it next year, then I will. If not, then I'm going to keep evolving and moving on because I'm not, you know what I mean? I don't want to be here for 50 years making the same exact thing over and over and over. And then it just becomes this 
um, assembly line where I'm working in autopilot. And that to me is like a negative because I don't want to be an autopilot. Mm-hmm. Um, cause then it gets boring too. <laughs> right. Right. You know, and- so that's a big one for me. I'm all, I have to feel like that fresh fire in me mm-hmm. to create something. So if I'm still making it, it means I still enjoy making it. If I stop making it, it's probably because I just grew tired of it, or I just felt like there was bigger, better things I could work on. I, I so love that. Yeah. It's my mo- It's kind of like an internal intentional motto that I have in my head. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. I can see how that works because you, you're, you are allowing yourself to move on. You're not trying mm-hmm. to hold on to something mm-hmm. that just like what you were saying, you know, it, basically the fire is going to go well. Like I don't feel, you know, motivated and inspired to do this, but who knows, maybe, you know, two, three years from now, you, you can have a straight out the vault, you know, 12 mm-hmm. only badge. And now, now it's special again, right? So it's yeah, like, oh, I've wow. <laughs> exactly. Totally like I'll start seeing and I'll, I'll come across an old picture of something I made years ago. And I'm like, oh, I kind of miss that now. And I'll, I'll revamp it, you know, and I'll make like a big batch of it. And then I'm like, I'll see how I feel about it. And, you know, a couple months, if I want to make more, I will, if not. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the other thing too, is I wanted to have full control like that. Like, um, you know, I didn't want to feel obligated to make stuff that just because everyone else wanted it, it still had to be for me and my heart and my energy. So that was obviously a very important thing. Cause I know there's businesses who carry the same stuff for like 20 years. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm an air sign. I'm an Aquarius. Like I kind of need to flow. I kind of have a gypsy mm-hmm. mentality a little bit. Um, so I just want to be free. And so if I start feeling like I'm getting stuck on something, I'm like, Oh, time to switch it up and, you know, move along. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I can relate to that. So before you started your business, did you have a full-time job? Like what was uh, at least like part, part of the process of you getting from where you were to mm-hmm. where you wanted to, to be in 2013? Yeah, I can give you the little story of that. So um, I've always been super ambitious and I haven't actually had a real job since I was 19. So I've always been kind of an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I had regular jobs like a video store, a coffee shop, bagel shop, restaurant like I did a couple jobs in my early teens and and late teens then I was super adamant about I needed to move to Hollywood and at the time I lived in California Southern California Um, and I San Bernardino is where I grew up so I was only an hour from LA and I just had this huge fascination with it and I wanted to work in film because I wanted to be a designer for like film sets and all that stuff and, and then eventually I did, I, I went to college and then I actually dropped out of college after a year because I realized I can get into film and, um, work for free, like do PA work, freelance work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did, and I got my foot in the door with the art department and then I just worked my way up and I started getting paid for small gigs and got bigger gigs. And, and then eventually, you know, I was the set decorator, then prop master. Then I was like doing production design work for different, like, commercials, music videos, uh, you know, webisodes, films, feature films, I, I kind of did a bunch of stuff. Um, so I was working gig to gig, and I loved it because I was creating. And that was like my big thing, I just had to create. Mm-hmm. Um, and then around the age and, you know, going back to like, elementary school, I was always interested in witchcraft. And I think a lot of it came from the movie, The Craft. Um, but I was, <laughs> I was into that stuff way before that movie came out, like I was into like the ghosts and the spirits and all that stuff. Halloween, you know, Um, so Mm -hmm. that just kind of triggered that harder. Um, 
So when I was around like 19 and 20, and I was really like stepping into my own power, living on my own, all that stuff, I really like started dabbling more into the whole witchcraft stuff, the spiritual stuff, crystals, um, getting more into that, you know, when I'd have extra money, I would start buying, you know, oh, let me buy some incense and <laughs> what's this cool mm-hmm. tool, you know? And I started collecting the tools and getting more and more interested in it. And then, you know, meanwhile, I'm still working in film, doing my thing. And then on my off days, I would start creating these little like kind of witchy jewelry stuff. Um, and then I started putting on, on Etsy and then that started selling. So I'm like, hey, this is cool. And around that time, I kind of wanted an out out of the film industry because I'd already been working in it for like six years, I think. And I was just kind of over it. It was long hours. Mm-hmm. I just didn't see how I could ever raise a family doing that. I couldn't, you know, it's just like mommy would be gone all day and a nanny or daycare would be taking care of my kid. And, you know, when I thought of the future, I didn't have a kid at the time, but thinking of the future, I was like, I don't want to be that mom. I want to be present in my kid's life, mm-hmm. you know, not working literally 16 hours, 16 hours a day, going to bed. And then that's it. Um, so, you know, I started making that shift and I think that was like really important. So even on my off days, which was sometimes only one day a week, I was making something, I was creating something with my free time, um, to kind of start putting me in alignment with something else. Um, and so that transition took a little bit, uh, eventually I started, a like antique oddity store with my husband. We did that for a little bit. I totally grew out of interest with that after like a year. Um, because I wanted to live in the forest. So then I thought, mm-hmm. is there a way to put myself in a position where I can make money like online or something? And I started playing with the ideas and planning, even though I had no idea how it would unfold. Um, and I just kind of started moving in that direction. So again, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, just kind of kept planting the seeds, planting the seeds. And eventually more and more things that I was making were selling. And I was like, hey, this is a thing. I can do something with this. And I kept growing that. Um, And then eventually we found ourselves living in the forest (laughs) in a cabin, like a really cool cabin in a little resort town up in the mountains of Lake Arrowhead, California. And we lived there. And while we were living there, I really went through this amazing spiritual awakening transformation because I had more time for me. I wasn't working in Mm. film anymore. Um, I started playing more around with like my crystals and, you know, learning about the chakras and doing more meditative work and, you know, being around all the pine trees and it just felt healing being with nature, like in nature um, Mm -hmm. and out of the city. So I started learning how to make my own incense because I'm crafty and creative and I like making stuff. So started making my own candles, experimenting with that. I probably started that like a year before. Um, and just really diving into that kind of stuff in my free time. And um, then I just really went all in. I went to Vipassana, which is like this amazing 10-day meditation retreat in Joshua Tree, where you don't speak <laughs> for 10 days okay. and you meditate. Like, I think it's like 10 or 11 hours a day. Um, mm-hmm. And that completely shifted me. Like, it, I went, I came back from that and I was like, okay, I have to just be on a spiritual path and I need to create and I need to find a way to make a living doing that because I like creating this stuff and so I did and I just started creating um you know my incense and my candles and it was just like little stuff and one day my aunt came over to visit and I was burning one of the incense and she was like I spent like I don't know six seven months working on like the formula and like making the incense right like to perfect it um Mm -hmm. or not perfect it but just make it really great 
And my aunt came up and I had one stick burning and she just like her jaw dropped when she walked. She was like, what is that smell? It's amazing. And (laughs) she went like absolutely crazy over it. And I was like, oh, I made these. And she just couldn't believe that it was something I made. And she really like pushed me um, to do something with it. She was like, those are amazing. I will buy some off of you. And I think she was technically like my first incense customer because she goes, <laughs> I was like, no, no, I'll give you some. And she goes, no, sweetie. And I think she pulled out like a $5 bill from her purse. She's like, no, 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 you made these. I want to support you. And yeah, uh, so she was she bought them and then she made me kind of gave me that good, healthy ego boost. Like, Hey, this is something, you know? And and then Mm -hmm. after that, I really just built on that and I phased out all the other stuff I was working on and just kind of jumped into that and kind of kept diving into like more and more stuff. Like what else could I use for my own practice, like spiritual practices, but also offer. So then everything I was making was stuff I also was using. So if I made you know, a protection oil. I'm like, is there something that I can make for a protection oil for me? And then also share it with everyone else type thing. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of just how I kept growing and expanding on that. And then, you know, eventually I vended with everything for a year to get it out there. I was vending in the mountain markets that they had up there, you know, like market mm-hmm. fairs and Melrose market. Um, I was doing that for about a year. And then I set that goal too. And I said, after a year, cause vending's a lot of work. I'm sure oh, people, yeah. I'm sure your audience <laughs> have done it. It's a lot of work talking to everyone. It's wonderful, but it's, it's exhausting at the end of the day. And I was burning mm. out on vending and then still having to go home and like make everything. So it was right. just like this constant go, 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 go. So I was like, I don't want to be burning out already. It's my first year in business. So, <laughs> but once I got that, you know, public's reaction, feedback, all that stuff, I was able to enhance things I was doing, take away things that weren't very maybe popular Um, and then, so I got that feedback for a year and then I started merging online and then I did that for about three months. And once the online aspect started taking off over the financial aspect of vending, then I was like, okay, now I can step away from vending and just go online and focus all my energy and attention on that. So I could start my other venture I wanted to do, which was YouTube videos. So, um, so that's what I did. And that's how I kept kind of shifting and merging and growing and, you know, just kind of going with that, but I was always planting seeds of intention. Mm-hmm. So whenever I wanted to shift into another path, I would just like started planning, even though I never knew what I was doing. Um, I never knew how I was going to get there. I would start planning three to six months ahead of time. And sure enough, like I'd start shifting into that path. And so that's basically my story of how I got it to where it is now. Um, and just kept building and changing things over the past year. I think eight years is what I'm at. So, yeah. <laughs> Man, that's that's truly beautiful for yeah, for you to, you. yeah, yeah. Because you know, there's it's like a um a split in the road. It's like you can continue yes. in this path with the 16 hour days, you know. And, oh yeah. And who knows? You could be working on more and more and more movies and you know mm-hmm. other things and and stuff like that. And or it's just you know what I'm gonna focus more on me and my time. And I love that you chose you. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I think so many people get caught up on that. Like they get caught up on the how all the time. And I know there's a million books written about that, but it's seriously like an issue where we can't just say we're capable of doing something else. They just get caught up on like, how am I going to do that? You know, like, right. you know, if you're a single mom working jobs and it's like, you want to start a business, 
you might take a step back and say, oh, it's not the time now. How will I ever get to that point? How this, how that? But really, I mean, literally all it takes is like a couple hours here, a couple hours there, start planning, Mm -hmm. you know, just literal, like, I mean, I would be exhausted some of those days when I was working in film and I would still take that one day off and I wouldn't do the whole day. I would do like, you know, I'd wake up late that day I'd I'd hang out, you know, have a relaxing morning. And then the last Mm -hmm. maybe three hours from like three to five or something, two hours, three hours of the day, I would work on something I wanted to work on some craft project of some sort or experiment with candle making, you know, I was doing the work. And I think that's where everyone gets caught up on the how, because they don't want to do the actions with it too. So it's like, Mm -hmm. you've got to invest a little bit of time here and there. Um, And that's something I've really learned now, now that I have my son who's four um, having a, a baby and then a toddler um, it's a lot of work and time management is everything. <laughs> and yeah. sometimes all I have is that one hour of free time, you know, where he's napping or he's, well, he doesn't nap anymore, but when he's sleeping and I still have some like stamina and energy in me for the end of the day, I'm like, Hey, I can get something done today. And so, you know, all those little hours here and there, they add up over several months, they add up over a year and you can really build like an empire or your own like outlet within a year. You know, it doesn't take 20 years to build something up. And some people, you know, they, they go on the fast track and they build stuff in like three, four months, you know? So it's really just like planting those seeds, be a gardener, plant the seeds. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I love it because especially now that, um, information is so readily available because, you know, when, when you and I started, the witchcraft mm-hmm. books were in the back in the corner of the bookstore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we you had the to weirdos, ask. Right? They, like, <laughs> right. They the weird looks. <laughs> yeah, you get to look like, okay, yeah, it's uh, right back here. Now it's up front. You don't have yes. to ask. You <laughs> yeah, know. Barnes and Noble. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Right. I have noticed. That is one thing I have noticed because I remember I used to sneak into the back corners. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like you first thing when you walk in, they got big banners. They're like, don't miss out on this book. You know, top 10 ways to create witchcraft in your life. And you're like, oh, right. Wow. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, wow. And, and but it's the, awesome. The, yeah, I, I do. I, I love that it is more at the forefront, but I have also seen a lot of people who, because you mentioned the, the fast track and it reminded me of something who want to do that fast track, mm-hmm. but they miss a lot of the foundational oh, yeah. work. And when you mentioned the time management, that's definitely a foundational work. When you mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, an hour here or, you know, part of day there, that's, you know, having that awareness that, you know what, I, I can do X, Y, and Z at five o'clock, you know, (laughs) whatever the case may be. Yeah. Whenever you have the time and the energy, like Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean to, sorry, I have a bubble in my throat. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) It doesn't mean to put you yourself through the ringer um, and like force yourself to create or do something because you have 30 minutes. If you're exhausted, don't, you know, take a step back, Mm -hmm. take a break. Like don't force yourself that's just not the day to do it. If you feel depressed that day or just out of sorts, like just stop, you know, your body's telling you take a break, take a break, you know, and I have those days too, where I'm done at the end of the day. And I'm like, I have two hours to do something, but I don't feel like it. So I'm not going to, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll just like fiddle around on my guitar or, you know, me and my kid will play in the living room with puzzles or something really like low key where I'm right. not over exerting myself because the burnout is real too. And people do that. They force themselves 
to like have this time management thing where it's like, well, I technically have an hour and a half where I should accomplish these goals or I'm never going to become this multimillionaire. And you're like, <laughs> you don't need to today. You're tired. And actually, I don't think you should like do things like that when you're exhausted because you're, your energy is everything, right? So if you're mm-hmm. putting energy somewhere and you don't even have the energy, now you're going to go negative, right? <laughs> like a battery. So, you know, uh, setting your intentions, but also like giving yourself time to recuperate is very important. I take off days very seriously. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think yeah. they're really important. Um, you know, I think everyone needs to take two, two to three days off a week. You know, if they can take a, a day to themselves once every two weeks, it's, just, it's very important. You know, like even if it's just something as small as taking a salt bath on every Sunday evening of the week or, um, you know, going for a really long walk somewhere by yourself with no distractions, no phone, no nothing. Um, you know, just really like recharging your batteries, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, it just, it reminded me when, when Periscope came out and I was like, I gotta, I gotta get out there. I gotta, you know, do all the videos and I would be mm-hmm. so tired that you oh, can yeah. see it on my face. And it's just like, what and are you, you doing? Do it. Yes, right. Yes, I'm not helping anyone. Yes, that's a big pressure, especially when you first start a business. You feel this crazy pressure to like always be on, and that's really difficult. Um, and that took me. I feel like that took me like two, two to three years to get over. Like I felt mm-hmm. like I always had to be super on, super bubbly, um, super happy, and like that's not realistic because we're not always super bubbly and happy. And again, it goes back to I think we were talking about before you hit record how the darker aspects of ourselves help us grow. Um, mm-hmm. and so we need that like time down and like, just like we sleep, you know, you need that shut eye, you need the quiet time, the darkness. And that's how we kind of evolve faster. So yeah, I definitely right. like, yeah, I'm at the point now where I totally embrace like my darkness. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it, even in some of my old videos, like um, I address, you know, not, diving too deep into the dark stuff and like your own darkness, your sorrows. And yeah, you don't want to get caught there. You don't want to get caught Mm -hmm. in any aspect of yourself. You want to keep flowing, you know, like how we said, everything's like a roller coaster. Um, But the whole (laughs) point is movement, 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 like constantly like shifting, 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 Um, you know, so that's really important. And to grow from your dark aspects and your darker moments or, you know, like, anything we go through I mean you have happy days and you have sad days you have somber days you have lazy days I mean you gotta kind of just go with it and like that's how you learn to really harness your power though is when you can like be aware of that and work with it rather than against it Mm. yes oh that's so powerful yes (laughs) work with it yeah because you know even growing up you know it's like oh you know the the monster under your bed, you know, it's dark under your bed, you know, it's all these things. And once you start to dive into, you know, yourself, ourselves, then we realize, oh, you know, I need to work on that. But like you were saying, also not to stay there. And I think about that so often. I'm so glad you brought Mm -hmm. that up because I think about, man, the the late 80s, the early 90s, you know, riding my bike, my LA gears, you know, (laughs) all all these, like all the fun things from that time. But then I had to remember, don't romanticize the past too much, the past too much, because there's also some unfortunate things that happen, you know, uh, family members passing and things like that. So it's it's one of those things that, you know, the flip side of, you know, understanding your darkness is 
understanding your triggers and things like that, but don't stay there too long. You know, work through yeah. it. So I, I love that you touched on it. Yeah. And I'm sure you grew immensely from all of that. You know, um, it's, it's powerful. Like those dark moments in our lives, seriously, like the catalyst for the biggest growth always. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, so when you get to that high vibrational state of being in this like love and light and, you know, I feel great and I'm productive and I just feel good and happy and blessed and gratitude filled. Um, you know, a lot of it is if you follow patterns, like I follow patterns in everything, a lot of that energy always seems to happen after maybe a month or a week that was kind of low vibe, you know, mm-hmm. so it's that slingshot. So you might have a moment, like, you know, like you said, a family member passing, um, like last year for me, it was my dog. Um, she passed away and I had her for like 15, 16 years. And she saw me Mm -hmm. from the time I was 21 and she saw me just evolve (laughs) from Mm -hmm. 21 to like 34, 33. I I can't think. (laughs) Um, but she (laughs) saw me, she saw me like get married. She saw me had a baby. She saw me like shift all these career paths and stuff. And when she passed away, like I kept kind of going back to that, like, wow, she was with me all through this huge transformation Mm -hmm. uh, stuff in my life. And now she's gone. And for me, like, I I was kind of like in a really dark headspace, not like depressed, but just I felt like lonely without her. Like there was this like sense of loneliness, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But then I would say like two to three months after that, it like skyrocketed me. And all of a sudden I got like super, um, like just into everything I was doing. I got really, you know, ambitious again. And so it, it, and like more than I was before she passed away. So it was crazy how that moment of darkness really like catapulted me into a higher vibration. Cause then I started realizing the, how grateful I was for her in my life, how, um, you know, how much light she did bring into my life. So I started focusing on those aspects too. And even in my darker moments, I was still always holding gratitude. And I think that's like the baseline thing we should all do. Even if you're like in, you know, wrapped up in chaotic forces, like you Mm -hmm. still got to be grateful, be grateful even for those chaotic forces, because even if they're derailing you, (laughs) perhaps it's onto a better track. Right. So you're seeing something as one thing, but we don't know what the bigger picture is all the time. And we get caught up in those little um you know dark moments and it's hard to see so and we we have this like thing where we always want to see what's happening and we're like we just need to flow with it right like yeah that's so hard like (laughs) learning how to trust and learning gratitude and so and even that's a great way to kind of tie it back to the business aspect people jump into a business they start something when one thing starts going bad or they have a bad experience on something they suddenly shut down, they get into fear mode, they freak out, Mm -hmm. they think this isn't for me, this isn't my path, you know, oh my god, I didn't make enough money this month, just all these things, instead of saying like, this is good, I'm doing what I like to do, I'm eating because of the things I'm doing, I'm able to like provide, you know, for myself, because maybe you make your first like $200 that month off your business, if you started Mm -hmm. something um, you need to have gratitude for that $200, you know, even if you're like, but I wanted to make $2,000, you know, you have to have the gratitude. <laughs> so even yep. in the dark moments, you know, it always has to go back to that. So I just always try to pay attention to patterns and, you know, darkness and light and all of it. Like, I'm just very aware. <laughs> and like, I think we said before the record button hit on the phone call is that sometimes the awareness almost makes it harder. <laughs> 
Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm at a master class by Jenna. Right. But we, <laughs> we totally so chose this path. You know, we totally chose it. Like we are leaders and we we chose to be this way. Mm-hmm. So you have to like embrace that too, you know, and like it's okay, like have a moment of, you know, mm-hmm. new time and you know, going through the ringer or something. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, running a business is is it's fun. It's not always easy, but it's not supposed to be super easy all the time, you know, but the more you mm-hmm. resist stuff, the harder it's going to be. So that's definitely like for anything in life, I think. No, absolutely. And I love that you mentioned patterns because if more people realize patterns that are going on in their life, a mm-hmm. lot of headaches would not happen. For example, <laughs> right? just like knowing you're your, knowing and understanding your birth chart. And I tell people, go to someone who you trust because mm-hmm. your birth chart, you know, tells mm-hmm. a lot about you. So, oh, yeah. you know, just to even have that. And I was like, oh, that's why I act that way. Oh, because oh, yeah. the full moon's coming. Oh, I feel like yeah. this. I'm not really procrastinating. It's just there's something right now that I just need to just sit. I don't like sitting, but this is the rest period. Like imagine if more people knew, like uh, just even if they understood just some of the surface level stuff, like I don't, I don't understand all the astrology, Mm -hmm. but I get the gist of it. And now when when there was exactly, so when something comes up and I feel this eh, way, I'm like, oh, you know what? I know that when I feel this way, there's usually something going on. Oh, okay. New moon. Yeah. Cosmically. Mm-hmm. And that's actually good that you said that. Cause I'm the same. I'm not super um, knowledgeable on astrology and, you know, other things in, you know, uh, quote unquote witchcraft um, or magic or anything. But I think that's powerful because we all bring our own power to the table. And like some people are better mm. at tarot than other people. Some people are better at, you know, room readings and you just different aspects. And I think that's mm-hmm. another thing that a lot of us, when we start diving into the practice, we start thinking we have to know it all. And we have to be like pros at every little thing about magic and witchcraft and spiritualism. And that's not the case. Like sometimes people are just better at other things than other people, you know, yeah. and you're going to be <laughs> yeah. drawn to certain things. And those are your strengths. You know, if you're drawn to doing tarot readings for people you might be better at that than your friend who's just better at doing yoga, <laughs> you know, it's, just, yeah. <laughs> it, you know, and they might be a yoga teacher and you might be a tarot reader. So it's like, you don't have to be a yoga pro or a tarot reader, you know, like it, it's such a cool thing to look at all of the spiritual stuff and just kind of, you can dabble in a little bit of it or really own in on one thing. And maybe that's your calling. And then you can use that as your catalyst for your business that you want to create. If you want to create a spiritual business or just any business, Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's really um, interesting. Like I noticed that with other people that I've talked to, they're like, I'm not very good at this, or I don't really know the crystals. Like I don't, and I'm like, well, first of all, for me, it took me years to learn them all. Um, and I <laughs> work with them a lot. <laughs> you know, the first two years, I feel like I was really diving deep into it, but it, it took years over time to just constantly talking about them or working with them. And then it's like, oh, then you just learn more and more and more. So mm-hmm. again, you know, be patient with oneself um because it takes time and again it goes back to the foundations so see these are our patterns in this conversation (laughs) (laughs) foundational work dark sides light side like all of it it's beautiful (laughs) 
Yes, because when you think about it, when we first start school, we don't know our ABCs, one, two, threes and stuff like that. But we go to school and we learn more and more till we get very comfortable, you know, and guess what? We still don't know all the words in a dictionary and new words are being invented. So, (laughs) right. (laughs) So it's like, give yourself some grace. You don't have to know every single crystal. And it's okay if you buy a crystal and it end up being fake. Some people do a good job at, you know, making fake things look real. So, (laughs) right. But at the same time, because they bought a crystal that maybe turned out to be fake, that's part of the learning process. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, then it goes to me, like, there's no coincidence. Everything um, puts you in some way, shape or form onto a path of learning. So Mm -hmm. even if you think it is bad or good, it's like, well, you learn from it. You know what I mean? Now, you know, better. (laughs) So Right. Um, You can learn from that. And then you might actually become someone who starts like teaching others like, hey, these are fake. This is how, you know, like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's so it's amazing, actually, when you look at all these little things that could just trigger a whole nother thing um, in one's life or career or whatever. Um, Yeah, it's really cool. Just again, patterns like it's amazing. Truly, truly. So I have to ask you, and I know all of these are probably also your babies, but what's your favorite product that you made? Or if if you have like more than one, top three. Top three. Oh, it's so it changes so much. Um, it really does. I do I I love hmm. That's a tough one because I like love working with the crystals, but I also love making mm. the candles. But I think cauldrons are my thing I love Mm. the smoke I love the incense um I love burning you know charcoal with resin on it and just watching the smoke billow Um, me too (laughs) so yeah it's it's it puts you in this state of like divination channeling I'm meditative even if you're like around other people I've done this a lot like if people were um hanging out we're in our sunroom or something I'll start burning something on a cauldron in the corner and just like let it smoke. And suddenly the conversation conversations shift into something more spiritual is like always happens, (laughs) which is so weird. Um, And then, you know, it just calms everyone down and everyone enjoys it. So it's like this communal, I don't even know what's the word community thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Like cauldrons are my thing. That's probably why I'm always like photographing them too. Um, They just look cool. They, they, right (laughs) magical um you know they feel so like ancient too it's just something we've done um even Mm -hmm. as people for I don't know you know it's like you can go back so long ago I mean we cooked out of them we you can heat up water it's like it provides it it's it's fire elements uh smoke air I just all of it I don't know it's probably candles and cauldrons would be probably my favorite stuff um but I you know I love making incense I love making the oils um it really just yeah I don't have I can't say I have a top three I mean unless it's just like candles incense crystals and cauldrons <laughs> <That's> four, <laughs> but, you know. um it's it's also the visual of it like I love aesthetic mm-hmm. um so when I see that like visual of a cauldron with candles and smoke like it triggers something very like magical and deep in my soul. And it mm-hmm. always has. So I think that's in moon stuff. Like anytime you see like moon, crescent moon, like, yeah, it just, it reminds me of something so far back. Um, yeah. So it just makes you feel like this really like rooted, connected feeling, or it makes me feel that way anyway. So that's probably my favorite stuff. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I, I can totally relate. It's been part of my uh, daily ritual now. Actually, I should oh, probably nice. say throughout the day, daily ritual, because yeah. I burned the incense so many times in my cauldron. And actually, I had to get new charcoal because I'm down to <laughs> the second to last row here of uh, yeah. the, the charcoal. But yeah, you're right. There's like this grounding kind of mysterious. It's like ancient. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and, it just and ignites it's, something. What's amazing is like all the cultures have use this stuff it's not mm -hmm. one culture one era it's literally just so ancient <laughs> so right. it's really cool and I just connect with it every time so and my son's into it now too like I never burn charcoal in the house um mm -hmm. I would do it outside or in the sunroom so now that it's getting colder I'm kind of like oh I won't be able to stay outside too long with it because you know my hands do start freezing right but <laughs> But I still do. I still go outside for like five minutes. I might burn like a tiny little bit. Like I'll break up the charcoal just a little bit so it doesn't burn forever and I don't waste mm -hmm. it. And, um, you know, my son like loves also seeing the smoke. And, you know, I make sure it's not going in his face or anything and we're outside. But um, so I'm kind of bringing him up in that, you know, maybe it'll also mm -hmm. give him that grounding energy. Maybe it's something he'll like tune into when he's older. I don't know. It's totally up to him. Um, but I love that he's experiencing that stuff now because I did not when I was younger. Mm -hmm. um, and actually it was kind of like shunned in a way. Cause like my mom was Catholic too. It's like, Oh, don't bring mm -hmm. that in the house, you know? So um, that's why I didn't really get to really visit that whole aspect of me until I was living on my own, you know, right. around 19, 20 years old. And then I was like, Hey, my mom's not going to tell me no. So I can experience this stuff now. <laughs> Mm -hmm. You know, and it wasn't like in a, in a bad way. It's just wanting to like right. kind of yeah. dive deep into me, you know, like things right. that I had interest in that were maybe frowned upon, you know, and now she loves it. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you she touched on a really, cool. yeah. And, and well, th there was another really good uh, uh, point that you touched on and it was about having the space to give yourself to go in, you oh, know, yeah. and I remember, sure, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure so many people experience this in their 20s, you know, that fear of missing out. So I was just at any networking event, I was there. And it just got so exhausting mm -hmm. and tiresome. And I wasn't really going inward. You know, oh, I was yeah. just thinking externally. I, externally right, mm -hmm. externally. I, I, need, I need to, you know, link up, connect, you know, with this person, this person, this person, this person, this person. It's like, well, Tia, well, slow, slow, slow down. <laughs> Someone told you that you needed to network. Yes, that is true. But you got to be mm -hmm. more discerning in how you mm -hmm. do that. And it goes back to when you spend time with yourself to allow yourself to, you know, go on that journey. Then you won't have that. Oh, but what if I missed that opportunity? Because you can't miss yeah. your opportunity. That, that, yeah, that's, how no, that that's translates. so right. If it's meant to be, it will be like literally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You know, yeah. maybe not in that moment, maybe the divine timing wasn't right for it, but yes, it will happen. So yeah, you can't really actually miss an opportunity. And that's true. And that's hard. That's even hard for me now to like grasp even still, mm -hmm. like sometimes I'm like, oh, but if I don't do this thing, like, you know, A, B, C, and D won't happen. But right. again, if it's meant to happen, it will. So yeah, mm -hmm. that's a good one. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, you, and I, I, you did a lot of business, right? Like it was like very business atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. business. And I was trying to explain to my spiritually based business, but I was also still working on the message because I can never fully niche down. It was always, but I do this and this and this. And when people mm -hmm. come to me, they ask for two, three things or, you know, like 
So I can't just stick with one. So I'm, I'm in a really business setting trying to explain <laughs> right. what I do. And that's when they wanted to hear because some people were just like, here's my business card next. I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. wait. <laughs> so yeah. there's that. And then we get turned into like overachievers and we have to like yep. prove it to ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's not a downward spiral, but it feels like it because we start self-sabotaging and the fact that we're just giving yeah. away our energy constantly, constantly, constantly. And there's no return of it um you know and then that's when we burn out yeah so exactly and and i so love that you are also doing this with your son because (laughs) that is just so magical in so many ways and that that's going to be some of the things that he's going to remember and i look forward to when i have kids going to make apple crisp and i'm going to tell them copies of the apple you know like yes yes it's so cute so much fun there's really cool ways to incorporate um, things like this with your kid and just like kind of like that return to earth mentality and, mm-hmm. um, you know, just learning about the herbs and the, you know, all the stuff like I uh, last spring, since he was older, he was like, two. well, let's see, he's three. Yeah, he was already three last spring. So it was a good age for him to start learning about planting seeds. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, we got the little baby greenhouse for our, our living room so we could start it in late winter and we started sprouting seeds and different plants and herbs. And he was able to watch how things grow. And I showed him and I had him whenever he planted a seed, I told him to make a wish. So there was mm-hmm. ways that I was incorporating kind of magic and like the physical and then the science of the, seeing things, some, something grow, you know, from his own hands, basically like watering it every day, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But he made little wishes, you know, he'd be like, oh, I wish for a new toy, you know, like whatever <laughs> his little wish was. And he'd push the little seed down in the dirt and cover it up. Um, and then I would explain to him, like, look, the seed's going to begin. And then he'd always want to dig it up. I'm like, no, sweetie, you push it down and you leave it. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is good for any intention. We make our intention. We, we let it go. You know, you let go of, you release attachment. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you cover it up and you let it grow. And in the darkness, it grows and you just water it with some love every day. And eventually when it's ready, it will come. And some seeds blossom faster than others. Some started popping up within two, three days. And the others sometimes took two weeks, you know, um, mm-hmm. but he learned uh, just in that one small activity together, he learned about intentions, how things like you let it go and it will grow as long as you just keep giving it water with love, you know, like water. Yes. With love. So it's kind of the same intentions. Like if you want to make a wish, make a wish, set an intention, let it go. If you're going to revisit that wish, only give it like fuel it with positive energy, because if you start yeah. doubting it, it's not going to manifest. It's going to mm-hmm. go backwards from what you want. Um, and and then, you know, he got to watch plants grow and like how, you know, seeds become life. And then eventually we had tomatoes and potatoes growing in our backyard. Love that. Yes. So, um, and then we got to eat them. And that was the harvest and the abundance. And you know, he got to experience that whole thing. I mean, he, he helped me transplant them into the backyard when they were bigger. And when spring actually came, he helped Mm -hmm. me continue to water them in the backyard. And then he even got to help me harvest them when they were coming into fruition, you know? So it's like, I felt like there was a double lesson in that. Yeah. So like, yeah, so many, yeah, a lot of, um, powerful work in gardening for sure. And then pruning and keeping up with it, you know, it's like, Mm-hmm. you know when the leaves start getting bitten or eaten by little bugs you know let's trim those mm-hmm. off or dead leaves let's trim those off because 
now they're just sucking the energy from the healthy part of it. Right. So like, yeah. let's take that away. So yeah, there was a lot of intentional lessons in that. And now it's all in his subconscious. So, yep. you know, in the future, you know, he might understand that better. I don't know. Let's see how, how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> like a teenager, you know, he might be like super ahead of his game or he might just like tune all that stuff out as we tend to do, you know, once we get past childhood, we, we kind of like, Oh, what are our friends doing? I'm going to do that. You know? So we'll see. I think it's a really cool journey to, to watch though. I'm super blessed. And I love just watching him figure these things out and learn and grow. And yeah, it's really, it's really like life altering for me. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. It's amazing. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's so amazing. So, so many lessons in, and just that one act of planting seeds, you know, nice. even when you transplant it, I'm thinking, you know, what got you here isn't going to get you there. We got to take you out this pot. You outgrew. Yes. Like we got to put you, I it's like, that. wow, yes. that like is just so amazing. And when you're in a little bowl, you eventually get too big for that bowl and you got to go into a bigger bowl or into mm-hmm. a place. You, know, you got to get like, you keep expanding and growing and changing. You got to move with it, you know, or you're going to get stuck. Yeah. And I, I think, and I'm, I'm saying this because I just noticed so many speaking of patterns is that people forget about cycles and oh, yeah. when something doesn't work out, it's, you know, it could be that this part of the cycle means that you're done with that. You know, I mean, yeah. we go through the seasons and birthday years and everything and the has moon. a cycle. Yeah. The moon, you know, your work site, you know, you're working, mm-hmm. if you're working eight hours a day, that cycle is done. And, you oh, know, yeah. but people forget about that part that, Mm-hmm. mental shift that spiritual part that and and I I get it but you know now especially with this being on the forefront I feel like more people can get it now as opposed to saying oh like I want to manifest you know a million dollars and then yeah. they go to do something nothing pans out the way they wanted to like where did I go wrong oh yeah you get discouraged real fast mm-hmm. but that discouragement can also propel you It's, it's, yeah, I've gone through that too, where, you know, I think even like when I was vending, going back to vending, when I was first vending with my products, like the first uh, thing I vended at was a swap meet and it was terrible. I made like no sales. I think I made like $5. I think I paid 35 or 40 for the booth. Um, Nobody was interested in my stuff. It was just the wrong market and crowd. Mm -hmm. I was so upset after it, I was like, this is not my calling. And this is like, you know, the first ever vending thing. That was the first time I took my stuff out in public. I was just like, so discouraged for, I want to say like three days. I was like, what happened now? I, you know, invested on all this stuff and now nobody wanted it. You know, it was, it was a bad experience, but then I, I took some days away. I stepped back and I was like, Oh, it was the wrong crowd. It was the wrong market. Nobody was looking for that. They were looking for toys. They were looking for home, home and house goods. They were not mm-hmm. looking for like potions and stuff, you know? So then I just reinvented my kind of like mindset around where I needed to vend, what kind of markets I needed to tap into. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a great learning experience because that one really bad, like vending experience allowed me to never go to a event that I felt wasn't going to be like the vibe that I needed. Um, right. So from then on, it only kept me in kind of um, like, I would go to like spiritual type markets or, you know, just anything like that kind of vibe with what I was offering. 
Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I hadn't had that first really bad experience and I was like doing a couple markets that just did eh, okay, it probably would have kept me doing these uh, okay markets, you know? Um, right. So it's actually better that I had a really, really rough experience the first time. Cause it just, it put me on that fast track actually to never do that again. Yeah. I felt defeated at first, you know? Um, but then I, I just took a step back. I stopped thinking about it. I think for like two days, I was like, screw this, you know? And I, I just yeah. like went for walks mm-hmm. and I, uh, I just like focused on me for a little bit. And then two days later, it just came to me. I was like, oh my God, it was the wrong market, <laughs> like the wrong crowd. That's all it was. Um, but in my head, it, it was, it was me. Like initially it was me, it was my stuff, mm-hmm. like, you know, so it was a learning experience and I grew from it like super fast. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's, it's a I great mean, way to learn if you're aware of the fact that you can learn from these dark moments or these like mm-hmm. setbacks, you know, um, I saw something recently that said the setbacks are often um, putting us on the path to the right thing, right? And that's, mm-hmm. that's very true. When you look back at your life too, and all the patterns of your life and all the times you did have a setback, you'll see that usually soon after that some major obstacle or setback, something positive came out of it you know, something transforms you, something, you know, so that's why, like I said, now in my life, when I have major, like, kind of like road bumps or setbacks or whatever, or emotional issues, um, like just days where you're just not feeling it, like, I'm like, okay, that's okay. Tomorrow I'll be better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I I do all that, but with a few colorful words. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, trust me. I'm, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like perfect either. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not oh a sailor anymore. I mean, I used to have a sailor mouth. I, you know, obviously, <laughs> but yeah. when I get excited, I still, I, I get excited. And so for me, when I am talking like a sailor, it's probably because I'm like super excited or around the right people and we just get really amped up and, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's more of like a positive thing now, which is another thing that I've kind of transitioned into because in the past it wasn't. right yeah Yeah. it's like someone told me oh uh how did it go they said something like oh that's not ladylike or something I said who said I was wanting to be a a ladylike like who said I wanted to be ladylike like like your version of ladylike because you know sometimes yeah right yeah sometimes people don't get it and you know you gotta you know but also it's an expression and that's the thing too is that especially when it comes to women femme mm-hmm. presenting you know it's always like well you should look like this you should do this you should talk like this oh, but yeah. we are multi, like we are multi-dimensional multi-faceted oh, beings completely. there's just no way right <laughs> completely and like some biological women have more of that like divine masculine energy or vice versa it doesn't matter it's that like balance it's the harmony it's the you know, finding that within, because we all have it all, really, like, we all have that all, Um, so if you find that balance in yourself, then you can, again, like, use that to propel yourself, so, you know, I embrace my divine masculine and divine feminine energy all the time, (laughs) (laughs) right, exactly, yeah, you can't just be one-sided anyways, you know, because, no, it's not balanced, so, right, Right. Mm-hmm. Like n- nothing stays the same. The days of the week, the year, oh, nothing. Yeah. So why, why, why should we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Like, yeah. Like you mentioned the seasons too. 
And I find so, especially over the years and being so much more conscious of the seasons and what they represent and what they do like physically when you're watching nature, Mm -hmm. I realize that I sync up to all the seasons and the patterns that they have. So, you know, in spring, you just feel so full. You feel like you're fully in fertility energy. You feel like you're blossoming Mm -hmm. or at least I do. And you're like ambitious and you have all these like great like ideas that are brewing up in your head. You know, by summer, you're kind of coasting. You're like, I've gotten everything on the move. It's all moving, working long now, swimmingly, which is funny because we swim in summer. Um, And then (laughs) a fall comes and you're like, this is the harvest. Like this is Mm -hmm. the time to reap what I've sown, uh, like really take it all in, bask in the glory And then by winter, we all tend to get that seasonal depression where everything's dying. Everything's coming to a close. Everything's needing to be like put away, locked up, being done so we can all take a break from all that energy put in through the past like several months. And so we're literally nature, like we literally mimic nature. And the fact that seasonal depression, for example, is such a big thing for a lot of people. I think most of us get it, but the people who don't realize they're not getting it are just too distracted, like maybe in work yep. or something. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we all get that because we are nature, like we are doing, we are being just like it. So when, you know, in fall, when everything's letting its leaves go and just literally letting go and just being like, ah, we've done the work, we're done. Now it's time to rest and winter comes. Like, that's what we need to do, too. And I think if we really start seeking, syncing up with those patterns, like more and more and more over the next few years, like people working together during the summer, during the fall, and then taking that break, like, mm-hmm. oh, man, the balance would be restored. And I think in so much of like humanity and community and all that stuff, you know, because we'd be like, more balanced, you know, we right. should be working so hard through the winter. You know, we should be resting yep. just like the trees are taking right. a break, like going into hibernation mode. The bears do it. <laughs> right. And you know? I think about that so often because I remember when I was in college and I was taking psychology class and mm-hmm. that's, that's when I learned about the seasonal depression. I'm just like, wait, that's what that's called. But it wasn't until <laughs> years later. Cause I wake it's like, I love learning, but I didn't like that. You know, it was getting darker. Yeah. But it wasn't until years later when I learned about the power of the winter time that I'm like, oh, yes. then it's just like I wasn't sad anymore. Like I don't like the cold, but at least I wasn't sad. Like, oh yeah. it was just like, oh, okay. Now here's you what had I'm a supposed hold to do. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I um for me now I've and I've I've probably said this like every winter that like snow and winter and ice and all that, it's like that blank canvas that Mm -hmm. you can paint anything and then how we were saying that seeds grow in darkness you know babies grow in darkness um that's winter like we're growing we're just we don't see it like because when spring comes that's when we blossom so like a caterpillar you know transforming into a butterfly you need to go into your cocoon (laughs) like you need to um it's so important but instead you know because the way we are in society now it's hard to like take what what is winter three months long it's hard to take realistically three months off to do nothing or just rest or just be with your family um but we can still take as many moments as we can with that you know we can still try to make that a priority try to you know work with the seasons and it's definitely a game changer because over the past few years that I've been more you know adamant and aware of that 
it definitely mm-hmm. shifted me. Like it changed me. And I was like, oh, I'm working with the patterns of the seasons now. And like spring is my time to shine, you know, and, and then yep. fall is also my big time to shine. And summer, I'm usually just like, I'm cruising. <laughs> like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just going with the flow in summer, you know, like once I've started everything up in spring, flow through summer and then fall, it's kind of like, let's tie it all down, you know, get it all um, harvested, whatever you want to call it. And, and then it's, it's, yeah, I really love patterns, seasons, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Same, same here. I know we covered a lot and this is a great <laughs> conversation, but any final thoughts? <laughs> I'm pulling a Jerry Springer um, final thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess the, the theme would be go within, um, mm-hmm. and to just like when everything around you is chaotic or if you're starting a business and you're feeling like it's just not happening stop take a step back go within because really all the answers are there and we always go to this external part of us wants to go to the external and like seek elsewhere but really you know it's going within that can really change your life and so Mm -hmm. I guess that would be my closing thoughts (laughs) because I I love it (laughs) that just means you got to come back on the show Yeah, because, you know, just thank you for that. You know, um, going within is something that has been, I don't want to say overlooked, but it's been um, put to the wayside by so many Mm -hmm. people because, you know, just growing up, we hear so many things. We think we're supposed to do this, do that, act Mm -hmm. this way. But when you go in, it's it's literally like the Wizard of Oz. Like you had the power within the whole time. You just got to know how to wield it. So this is so true. Yeah, we and, are and, our own man behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's so crazy. It's so crazy, and so yeah. Thank you for that because it's so many uh, great reminders that were uh, expressed during the show as well. So you know, mm-hmm. going in is that's like really our number one line of defense, right? <laughs> Against like yeah. if you can go within and then all that external stuff, it's like it just either it, it just won't falls away. Yeah, it, exactly. Exactly. They can't bother you if you're so strong, you know, like within that it's just like all the other stuff doesn't matter really at that point. Right. You know, you focus on your heart and mind, finding like that unity between the two and then your soul just kind of encases it all and you're solid. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, it, but it's hard though. We forget to do it because again, we get caught up on doing this and that and paying bills and taking care of our families and, you know, right. trying to live in this kind of 3d world so yeah Mm -hmm. you know it's being that mindful awareness to stop and go within and meditate you know even if meditating looks like staring at a wall for five minutes like those again it goes that those little moments like those little minutes those like couple of minutes a day like it adds up to so much more you know especially Mm -hmm. at the end of a month if you've dedicated five ten minutes to just sit and stare at a wall um to meditate or stare at the trees outside or whatever it is um you know and you're not sitting lotus position with your eyes closed and candles and all you don't have to do that like <laughs> you know you can literally stare out your office window for 10 minutes a day and how many minutes is that in a week that you've just now meditated you know um, right so it's just the mindfulness again and and finding finding that mindfulness is so important so important. Well, <laughs> thank you again for coming on thank the show. You. 
everyone click the link in the description pay her a visit at her website thank you and yeah you're most absolute blast you were so fun to talk to oh thank you (laughs) (laughs) yes yes i'm sending everyone so much love and blessings you know i'm rooting for you be kind to yourself yes yes until next time Definitely. Thank you so much. So much love and light and darkness and all the good stuff. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Winter. I feel like we need to vibe with, with that, like embrace it. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. So everyone go get your Nespresso, your, your, whatever you got to get and, and embrace the, the cappuccino Americano life. Cause that's what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going good, in and I'm staying warm. Yeah, and I'm treating myself. Good, good, good. good. You deserve it. You deserve it always. <laughs> always, always. <laughs> well, thanks so much for having me on the show. It was a blessing. Yes, always. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in, Magical One. Let's keep in touch. Join the VIP email list by going to tmariejohnson.com. And as always, I'm sending you lots of love, many blessings. I'm rooting for you. And remember to be kind to yourself. Until next time.